This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Meow. <laughs> Welcome to a special holiday edition of Whiskey Cats. We hope your holidays are whiskey filled. So here are some ideas to get your party started. Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Festivus, Hanukkah, Whiskey Miss, Whiskey Miss. Oh, I like that one. Merry Whiskey Miss. What are what are you What are you all drinking? We're drinking another Westland that was brought to us by uh, my brother-in-law. It's called the Gariana. So, yeah, it's a single malt. It's a limited edition that just came out this July, and it's aged in this special white oak that is native to the Pacific Northwest. And apparently she's had this bottle sitting around for a while, so no time like the much later present to finally (laughs) open it. (laughs) Well, my brother-in-law has returned from Seattle and been like, how was that whiskey I brought you? And Mm. I'm like, "Mm, Mm. I'll tell you tonight. (laughs) There was so I was like saving it for something I don't know what and anyway it's here and we're drinking out of our Westland glasses. Oh, that's a little too precious. <laughs> we're just trying to be as West Coast with you as possible. Yeah, and now we're like Westland super fans, so we are. It all works out. Oh, I should be wearing my sweatshirt while we're. Doing oh this. God, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually drinking the Catoctin Creek Roundstone Rye. Oh, I just killed my bottle of that and was thinking how badly I need a new one because I love that so much. I also like that we're each drinking something from the other side of the country. I know. Should we actually be clear that like we're not all in the same (laughs) room together? (laughs) Kelly, our beloved uh, uh, master whiskey cat, is now in San Francisco. And Jen and I are still, we remain here on the East Coast, so we are getting together for a Call Your Girlfriend Whiskey Cats. Call Your Whiskey Cat. <laughs> call Your Whiskey Cat. <laughs> oh. We haven't tried ours, actually. We should oh. take a sip. I know. Let's do it. Well, cheers. Kelly, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cross country cheers. Ooh. Wow. That's all over the place. It seems really sweet up front. I almost thought it was like a really sweet bourbon. And then it is like scotch. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like smoke bomb. Wow. Interesting. All right. That's very uh, December-y. I think it's very wintry. It's December-y. It's sweet and smoky. Yeah. So, um, you know, with Christmas right around the corner, I'm sure people are kind of up to their eyeballs in holiday parties and like office parties and maybe thinking of going home or maybe going to a New Year's party. Uh, I thought it might be a good idea to talk about maybe what's a good gift to bring. And then we can move into, like, if you're hosting, what's a good cocktail to offer? Um, mm. Yeah. So do either of you have a have something that you kind of be your go-to bottle to, to gift? Oh, gosh. Around, <laughs> I, around here, I try to give people a Virginia something. Like, Catoctin, as you, like, as you are drinking right now, is such a good local that a lot of people don't know exists. Um, uh, but I also, you know, a solid four roses mm-hmm. single barrel. It depends on kind of what they like, but like that, I feel like those are kind of easy go-tos. Yeah. I also think that you don't, I mean, 
it's sort of, it's not as common to know the type of whiskey that other people like. I mean, I think we're kind of exceptions since we talk about it all the time. And sometimes we talk about it with other people, but a lot of people like whiskey, but don't really know what they like. So I always definitely like to, I mean, it's kind of like wine. It's like, I always bring something that I know that I will drink because that's why you bring it, right? Right. Because you're going to open them all at the table. Right. So Four Roses is always a great, especially because it's kind of a mid-range too. Like it's not very pricey, but it's not like a cheap whiskey. So, And I do think bourbon in general is kind of accessible. Like Mm -hmm. rye, people are, as we've seen, so divided about it. Like, oh, it's too spicy. It's too sharp. But the sweetness of bourbon is kind of a good entry for a lot of people because they're like, oh, I sort of, this is not as harsh Mm -hmm. or somehow to them. It's also kind of nice if they're not necessarily experienced whiskey drinkers to get something that you see in a bar so yeah. that they can, you know, like Four, Four Roses, again, is kind of nice because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I, I see that in most bars and now I know. Or like Willet would be good too, oh, something yeah. that you can kind of be familiar with when you go out. I like that kind of semi-educational experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. P.W. Harper would be nice too because the bottle's just oh, so pretty. It just yeah. occurred to me. The I'm Vampire like, Diaries mm, that would be bottle. An, yeah, yeah. that would be a nice gift. <laughs> I was also thinking a good bottle um, to bring would be that Dalwini Scotch. Just because it's kind of so palate pleasing and and not your typical scotch where you think about what a scotch would be. Um, So I thought that would be kind of a fun and uh, festive bottle. That's a good one. You know, another one we had, too, uh, that you brought back is the Lagavulin. And actually, I was at a party on Saturday. um, It was my boss's party, and she pulled that out for people. And I had kind of forgotten what it tasted like. And I had a sip of it, and I was like, I forgot how much I really did not dislike that, (laughs) to put it plainly. (laughs) But for a scotch, it's very, it's, it's, again, that's kind of a, um, a palate pleaser, I think. Uh, So what about cocktails? If you were going to like host something, what's like, do you have a bourbon-y cocktail or Scott's cocktail? I I have a cocktail that I tried recently. Um, I brought it to Thanksgiving, actually, uh, at Jennifer's house. It was phenomenal. I'm often tasked with the cocktail and sometimes I make them more plain. Like you can't go wrong with bourbon and apple cider, please. Like put it on the stove. It's great. (laughs) Um, But this one, actually, I kind of Googled around and I happened upon it. It felt like fate because it was it's a DC bar called Two Birds, One Stone. And it but they gave a recipe to Gun and Garden which is like, you know, like this great Southern magazine. And so I was like, okay, it sounds good to me. And it was, there was nothing on here that I hadn't heard of before. And sometimes these punches are like stupidly complicated. This one has a lot of ingredients and it does have a lot of steps, but it's, um, it's all totally doable. So for some reason, they call it the Harry Ellis commemorative punch. I don't know why, but we just call it the two birds, one stone bourbon punch. <laughs> so you start out the day before and you take a 750 mil of like inexpensive bourbon and you toast eight cinnamon sticks, which to me just meant put them in a pan until they heat up. They don't really toast. And then you um, stick them in the bottle and it makes this great sizzling popping sound when you do it. And you leave it overnight, 24 hours, um, strain it the next day. Uh, separately, you combine a bunch of juice. So you do fresh lemon juice, French, fresh uh, cranberry juice, unsweetened cranberry juice and ginger juice which they don't really sell, but if you just um, put some ginger, some fresh ginger in a blender with water, leave it again overnight and then strain it. That's how I did it. Um, Combine all that with some sugar. And I halved the sugar. If you look it up, you can just Google this recipe or we'll post it too. But have it because that's a disgusting amount of sugar. Nobody should be drinking that much sugar. No. Um, Combine that with double the amount of soda water and then top it with a little Madeira wine. Oh. Oh. 
So when you finish it, about the Madeira. yeah, you put it in glasses with a little sprig of mint and some fresh cranberries, which actually makes it quite beautiful. Oh God, so beautiful. <laughs> this like little three little red balls and a little green. Oh, and the so punch pretty. is kind of pink. And uh, delicious. so you get like the sweetness from and the tartness from the juices. Um, you know, obviously the cinnamon bourbon kind of um, almost like a grittiness, mm-hmm. but it's not in a bad way. And then a little bit of bitterness from the Madeira, and uh, it was pretty darn good, I have to say. It really was. And when you described it to me, I, I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, it's going to be sweet, and I don't mm-hmm. know how, like, I'm probably only going to be able to have one, and I was like already predicting, like, okay, how will I transition from the cocktail to something else? <laughs> but I was like, I had one, chugged it, and then I'm like, I require three more of these. They're so good. Everybody in the house loved it. It was really delicious. That's great. That, was- that one's definitely a keeper. So... I definitely run, it's two birds, one stone, garden and gun, Google it. Kelly, tell us about yours. Yeah, so um, I came across the Smitten Kitchen Fairy Tale of New York cocktail, and I just thought it was very apt for this time of year. I think everyone is very familiar with the Pogues sort of ballad, anti-Christmas ballad, um, that's, I feel like, always is on repeat no matter where you are come the Christmas season. It's just It's just on perpetually. And it's always so funny to me that it's like this kind of crazy downtrodden. Everyone does like the worst thing in this song, but it's like at the end, it's about hope. And that's kind of the reason for the season. I'm being sappy. (laughs) I just love the song. And so I was like, oh, I have to try this cocktail. Um, It's actually pretty easy. It's basically an old fashioned, but with um, what she calls a winter warming syrup, which you make. Uh, and it's super easy to make. I just did it this morning so I could like set and cool all, all today. It's water, uh, a cup of raw sugar, so either Demerara or Turbinado. I had uh, Turbinado. A half of F and apple, peeled, cored, diced. A half of a pear, peeled, cored, and diced. 12 walnut halves, three cinnamon sticks, six whole cloves, and one whole nutmeg. Whoa. And wow. you, yeah, and then you just basically let it simmer for 15, 15, 20 minutes, and it made the house smell so good. <laughs> like, so, so good. Um, you put the whole walnuts in there? That's fascinating to me. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what, like, what happens to those when you boil them. I mean, they're very bitter nuts. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't, I feel like it didn't affect the taste of it at all. It's still very sweet. Um, I also didn't have one whole nutmeg. I had one of the nutmeg grinders. I figured I could just like pour out some pieces, but you actually can't get in it. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I just, just, um, crushed a bunch of fresh nutmeg onto it. And it, I just kind of eyeballed it and I was like, eh, this is enough. Um, and then you strain it. So you, um, don't put any of the big chunky pieces or any of like the little, um, little pieces like the cloves and whatnot. Um, and then it can, it says it makes about, uh, two cups. Uh, I got about a cup and a quarter, uh, and then it, um, and then it's you can keep it for about two weeks in the in the fridge. Mm. Uh, so the cocktail after you make that, um, you do one piece of orange peel, uh, put it in a glass, um, about three quarter ounce of the syrup, and then a couple of dashes of bitters. She says to use walnut bitters. Uh, she says she used orange bitters. I don't have either of those, so I just used regular bitters. You know why, Kelly? Because yeah. you left your orange bitters with me, I which I have used on occasion. Thank you for those, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the only thing we had was uh, that wasn't open was the uh, just the Aragosta bitters that we had. So, and I think it would be fine with any type of any of those bitters, and then two ounces of, of bourbon. So you'd like mix the orange peel, 
the syrup and the bitters. And it says to muddle and then put an ice cube in and then the two ounces of bourbon. And it is quite delicious. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It smells great. Um, the little bit of the, the spice with the Catoxin Creek really, I think, um, is nicely balanced with the orange and the sweetness and the warmth of like the nutmeg and the spices and the cinnamon uh, and the syrup with it within the cocktail. I think it's it's really great. And I'm trying desperately not to chug this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds delicious. It does sound good. I'm intrigued by walnut bitters and just cooking walnut in general. Yeah. Boiling walnut. Boiling walnut. Yeah, we're going to do some experiments. Okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, the only cocktail that I have ever had at a part, like, or made, experienced at a holiday party, other than all the ones that Heather always makes for Thanksgiving, which are delicious, is a bourbon slush. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. it sounds like a slumber, a, sounds like a slumber drink. <laughs> it sounds, like, <laughs> after the bourbon. I know. <laughs> it sounds like a summer drink. I think it's like a Kentucky bourbon drink, but I've only ever had it at Christmas parties. How funny. I know. So, it's... Much more basic than... Uh, it sounds like old-timey, like you just go out the front door and scrape up yeah. what's on the front porch and throw some bourbon in it. Pour some bourbon in it. Bourbon in it. It's, be- it's almost as easy. Like you, The recipe that I found for this is you boil some, boil some water and stick some black tea bags in there. Basically, steep some tea for 10 minutes, two cups. Add some sugar. Dissolve a bunch of sugar in it. I halved the sugar also because mm-hmm. I can't stand super sweet. Always have the sugar. Always have the sugar. And then you take a can of frozen lemonade. This is like compared to your cocktails, which are like <laughs> refined. I'm like, I take my can of frozen lemonade. Uh, I didn't have any orange juice, so I did hand squeeze six ounces of orange juice uh, and some bourbon. And you stir it up and you put it in the freezer. And the next day you have a bourbon slush. Wow, so, so you don't easy. even put water in it? Oh, and water. I oh. forgot about water. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't believe all that freezes. <laughs> also water. Um, and I brought, I made it today because mostly because I want to hear what it sounds like when it scrapes yes. on the mic. So here, Get, put it right here. Okay, I don't want to be too loud. So here we go. It sounds delicious. I know, I wish we could send you some. So here, Heather. My I've first had one I've ever made. Slush at, at a Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're right. Oh, sorry for the spoon sounds. All right, let's see what it tastes like. Oh my god, I could drink this every day of my life. I need some more in here. I can't. <laughs> I can't get at it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the middle didn't freeze. I think I skimped on the water because I was like, I don't want to water down my bourbon slush. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> that's easier. That's good. That's good. Okay, <laughs> there, there's no liquid in it. Mmm. So. <laughs> Ooh. That is really tasty. It's, and it, I can totally see why this is Christmassy. Yeah. It has, I don't know what, I, it's, it's not like. It's the black tea. Because yeah, the it tea, is. like, imparts, I, I hadn't thought spices. about it until I drank it. Of course. All the spice, instead of having to add a bunch of stuff, just steep some tea. And you know what? I don't, I'm not a tea drinker and I don't particularly like black tea. I'll drink it, like, if I, if I really need to, but, um, I don't know when you really need to drink black tea. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. I do many, many nights. <laughs> and, um, oh, go ahead, sorry. But, but it doesn't, it doesn't taste like black tea. Like, right. it's really just the spices in there. And it is actually, I should say, because we didn't have any regular black tea, it is chai, which mm. I'm sure adds a whole other oh, level. That's really funny. That's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Now like... that I think about, it, I'm like, what black tea did I use? But we were out of Earl Grey, and oh. I was like, I wonder if chai will work. But I think chai totally. is like the best thing. Yeah, it's like Probably cardamom and cloves for more like a Christmassy flavor. Yeah. Yep. 
So this one, super easy. I mean, all of these you have to kind of plan ahead because it like Kelly needed to make the syrup and you had a bunch of processes to do beforehand. And mm-hmm. this you have to freeze overnight. But yeah. so totally good, worth it. A good bourbon punch yes. takes 24 hours. <laughs> takes 24 hours. But it's 100% worth it. <laughs> also, I have to say, going back to mine, you know, I you put the cinnamon sticks in the whiskey bottle and you pour the whiskey out, you strain it, but the cinnamon sticks don't come out very easily. And so I was just going to worry about it later. And I left the bottle on my counter. And later I was like, why don't I just put more whiskey in there? Yeah. Because <laughs> like eight cinnamon sticks for seven mil, 750 mm-hmm. mil is, that's a lot of cinnamon. And I think it, it's because you're only doing it for 24 hours. So they want to get the most surface area in mm-hmm. there. But um, but I put uh, Jim Beam in there. I just poured like a different kind of whiskey in Ooh. there. So now you have cinnamon beam. Yeah. And I just kind of keep redoing it. And I just bought some apple cider. So that's like what I've been drinking. It's delicious. Delicious. So that's a good uh, lo-fi way to do it. Yeah, definitely. That's what me and my friends called a Thanksgiving miracle. Because because one Christmas, uh, sorry, one Thanksgiving, I went to go visit them in New York. And I got out of the cab at their house and went around to the back of the cab to get my suitcase. uh, He had popped the trunk. Started, he like drove away with the trunk open and he was like, but my suitcase, (laughs) you still have it. Um, And like just drove away. And I was like, hello, you still have my suitcase. So, you know, I ended up going inside and every once in a while, like we'd go like kind of look out the window and like, obviously like all the cabs in New York look the same. So who knows? But eventually I was like, all right, well, I need to get like a toothbrush and let's just go get a drink. And we went outside to go do that and there was a note on the door that the cabbie had come back and was like wrote down his phone number Aww. and like was like I have your suitcase and I was like this is amazing so I called and I was like yes you have my suitcase <laughs> so I ended up getting it back like within four hours Yay. so and that's what we that's had awesome. been drinking was the apple cider and bourbon so that's what we call a Thanksgiving miracle oh <laughs> I love that that's a good story <laughs> oh some cab drivers are Angels. Angels, yes. Any treats, like treats that you make with like bourbon? Do you have any like kind of go to? It's time of year, plus uh, my boss just resigned, so I've been doing a lot of stress baking. (laughs) So this is um, bourbon pumpkin bread, which is a fall delicious favorite. It's actually a New York Times recipe that I think you might have sent me, Heather. Somebody. Would you like to try a piece? I would. So, um, sounds vaguely familiar. It's it's brown butter bourbon pumpkin bread. Mm-hmm. So the only real difference between it, like regular pumpkin bread, and this is that you brown the butter. So you know, take a stick, throw it in a frying pan, and slowly warm it up until it until it does that browning, nice smell, that sort of nutty nutty smell before it burns. Hopefully, uh, and it's got some bourbon in it, and. It's all brown sugar. There's no white sugar in it. And I think it's really good. So this is one of my... So I how hit, much bourbon? What's up? How much bourbon, did you say? Mm, I'm sorry I can't answer you because my mouth is full. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quarter a quarter cup of bourbon. I don't know that you can really taste it. Um, yeah, it's also hard because we're drinking this bourbon punch. So I feel like it's true. blowing out my taste buds a little bit. But it is delicious and really moist. And also it's not that pumpkin-y, which is also very nice. Right, because I'm not like a huge orange vegetable baked good person. <laughs> but um, And I and I, I am an orange vegetable <laughs> baked good person. But I still, I prefer those kind of flavors subtle. And yeah. the moist and the texture is 
so much more important, I think. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Like, I, there, when you're not drinking a bourbon punch at the same time, there is like a little undercurrent of of woody sweetness that I think comes from the bourbon. Um, <clears throat> but it's super easy and uh, very tasty. And it is like in the last few months become my holiday bourbon go to. What about you, Kelly? What do you bake up? So I don't think I have like one go to bourbony baking thing, but the one thing I have made in the past is a chocolate bourbon pecan pie. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually made this for one Thanksgiving and I, I don't remember if I brought it to your to your house, Jen, um, or if it like stayed at a different house. But I feel like I, re- I remember making it around one of the pie dessert extravaganzas that happened. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it's basically a, a pecan pie except with um, semi-sweet chocolate chips and a quarter cup of bourbon. And I remember it being very, very bourbony. Like you could taste the bourbon, you could, and it was super sweet. Like pecan pie in itself is like super, super sweet, but this was overly the top chocolatey, super, super sweet. And like the bourbon didn't really help to cut it. It just sort of enhanced it because the Cairo syrup, you know, the corn syrup itself is a little bit has syrup is overly sweet. And I think when you add bourbon, it makes it just doubles the sweetness. So it was just, it was kind of this beyond. So my recommendation would be if you're looking to put bourbon in a pie, this definitely, you can still taste it and it tastes boozy, but just be prepared that it is like sweet, 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 sweet. Is it a baked pie? It is a baked pie. And you can still, it's still super boozy. Yeah. Would there be something you could add to cut that sweetness? I don't know, cut down on the on the syrup maybe a little bit, but I'm not sure cuz that also is what like holds the pie together. Yeah. More egg white. You could balance you could like cut some syrup and throw in an egg white. I've done that before with with stuff that's too liquidy. Yeah, this one also calls for like a cup of sugar, so I'm sure you could cut that half. Cut that half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, I think the whole point of pecan pie is that it's sugar pie. I mean, it's one of the reasons yeah. why I don't eat it. In yeah. fact, when you said chocolate bourbon pecan pie, I'm like, that actually sounds like it would be good. You know what? Could you use like a dark chocolate, like a bitter mm. chocolate? Mm-hmm. That might help. Yeah, I bet. I bet you totally could, and it would help balance it out. No problem. I don't know how that cooks, but I think that would that would be that would make it more palatable to me. I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Alex's uh, grandmother makes these bourbon balls that mm. are like, they're not cooked, so they're super boozy because they just keep all the bourbon. But it's basically like nuts. Yeah. Like, I think they use pecans, but, or pecan, pecan, pecan whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just like pecans, some cocoa powder, and like powdered sugar and bourbon. And there must be some binder in there. And you like roll it up into a little ball, and it's just like this boozy chocolate <laughs> thing. I've never made them, but I'm dying to. Like, she had them one year. And, and they're good? Like, oh, they're... They're good. Like, you can't drink bourbon at the same time because it's really like, here is soaked cocoa cocoa that's soaked in <laughs> bourbon. Eat it. But, like, by themselves, mm, maybe, like, with in vanilla ice cream or something. Ooh. Be really good. Like, chop it up. That sounds then, really good. Like, on top, like, three little bourbon balls on top of a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, like a little bourbon ball sundae. Yeah, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really bake, so I don't really have (laughs) much to contribute. (laughs) I think I mentioned that, like, I think we talked about this in an episode that, like, my mom made these apple donuts with a bourbon glaze sometime, which is, like, again, easy enough to Google, I think. But but those were quite tasty. And not, like, they took a few steps, but, I mean, I'm not really a baker, so it seemed like a lot of steps to me. (laughs) Donuts are funny. They're, like, 
They can be kind of difficult. I think they were baked too. I think they were baked donuts. Like you put them in a ring mold oh, yeah. and bake them like like cake donuts. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and then probably delicious. And then put the glaze over it. They were totally mm. delicious. And they, because they were apples, so they were like mm. really moist and um, had like little bits of apple in them. Oh, it was, they were good. Apple donuts are the best donut. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on the agenda? I think that was it. Oh, this, 80, this, pr- this 86 proof chocolate cake. Which we didn't discuss, but I'm going to make the shit out of it. Yeah, so I found this. uh, It's a New York Times cooking recipe. It's basically a Bundt cake, and it looks amazing. It looks very fluffy and moist. And you use espresso powder, a half a cup of bourbon, breadcrumbs, uh, unsweetened chocolate, uh, and those are the the things that I was like, oh, and also it says additional bourbon, optional at the end. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. I think that's for the glaze. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty great. It looks really good and super dark. And it's one of the, I mean, I love when a recipe is, says that the cake is so dense that like, it's like, please use, you have to line the pan and breadcrumbs. Like, don't use flour. If you're going to use flour, like cake it in there <laughs> so like bread like require this is kind of like a baker thing but like if you need breadcrumbs to pull that thing out of the pan that is a dense moist cake which just makes it sound more delicious i want it yeah. well and then, i'll yeah. eat that go ahead yeah <laughs> let's get on it, the end of the recipe, it says, i think i have everything here we can make it tonight. With a little optional bourbon and leave the cake upside down on a rack to cool so it's like asking you to like infuse it with more bourbon. Mm, yes, cool just thing. pour so it like on. Putting it on the bottom so it like will drip down into the cake. That's oh, so we're doing that. Mm. You know, I wonder if you could add espresso powder to that chocolate bourbon pecan pie. Oh. I mean, I think at this point we're basically making a completely different <laughs> animal. <laughs> but Dark chocolate espresso. That doesn't mean it wouldn't be delicious. It sounds delicious. It would just yeah. be a different kind of pie that also had pecans in it. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would try that. And I think at that point you don't even want to call it like a pecan pie because calling it a pecan pie gets people like me not to eat it. Right? I know, I'd be like, I'll pass and take whatever else you brought. Yeah. yeah. You would call it the chocolate espresso bourbon pie with nuts. I'd put my face in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's like nuts are optional, right? So <laughs> So now what we really want to make is a chocolate bourbon espresso like silk pie. One of those like dense like thin tart pies. All right, we're going to make a recipe. Yeah, a tart pie or even with, um, not to like totally cheapen it, but with Oreo crumb crust. Oh my God. God. Cheapen, girl. (laughs) You just elevated that pie to like, I would need to lie down afterwards. (laughs) I like it. We just invented something. I know. (laughs) That's a workshop, this bourbon pie business. That's the whiskey cat pie. I mean, that's what it is right there. We just invented it. I love it. Good job, team. (laughs) Sometimes when I eat like something like really sweet or really chocolatey, I can feel like my face kind of like become on fire. And like just having you talk about that, I could feel the same sensation in my face that my face got on fire. Oh my God. Too sweet. You do. You look a little pink. Yeah, so I look forward to eating that crazy cake pie. We're gonna have to get together just to eat that. I know, Kelly, come eat things with us. (sighs) Yum. I would love to. I know. I know. Any anything else that people should make or drink or 
Or just put it in a glass and drink it. Eat what you love. Drink what you love. Life is too short to do anything else. That's my feeling (laughs) right now. Also, I'm, you know, I'm becoming, I mean, I already talked about this, but I think I'm a huge convert of, uh, like, during the rest of the year, it's like, I'll just put whiskey in a glass or I'll put whiskey and ginger ale in a glass, like, when I get home, if I just want a glass. But this whole cinnamon-infused whiskey and just pouring apple cider into it, like, changes the whole whole season. I mean, it's it's brilliant. And I'm so... Chain, if we need to find one for each season, that's an easy, like, you've got it available and you just pour two things together, right? Yeah. You don't want to make like a complicated cocktail all the time. Right. Yeah. They're your cinnamon bourbon and apple cider. Like someone shows up or you just come home mm-hmm. and you want something other than whiskey in a glass, mm-hmm. you're done. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. That's a good project for it's us. It's like the beauty of shrubs, right? Like oh, having yeah. shrubs on hand to just try and mix whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. Whiskey through the seasons. Yes. <laughs> uh, Maybe we can get Matthew McConaughey to do a commercial for us. Whiskey through the seasons. Through the seasons. <laughs> oh, it would be it would be brilliant. It would be so stupid and existential. It would be great, just like us. Just like us. <laughs> At least after a few more of these. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, happy holidays, well, everybody. Happy, happy holiday time. Happy holidays. Happy, happy New Year's, everybody. Let's hope 2017 is... <sighs> it's going to be so Simply. much worse. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need our whiskey in the upcoming year. That's right. That's our advice. Stock up, friends. Yes. Stock up on whiskey. Stock up on whiskey. And cheers. 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 So that's it for another episode of Whiskey Cats. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at whiskeycats.com or again, email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at whiskey underscore cats. And if you want to call us with a question or a comment or a whiskey story or any of those things, you can call us at 202-760-2009. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Honey, baby, won't you cuddle near? Let sweet mama whisper in your ear. I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh and sing. Give it to me, papa. I'm wild about that thing.